You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. This is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, and it is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Most of you know this. Those of you watching us, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You can see the helmets, the game balls, etc. Not a whole lot of time to dilly-dally today. At Ross Tucker NFL is where I'm at on social media. At Ross Tucker Pod is where you can get the clips to this show and all the other shows, even money, Ross Tucker football podcast, college draft, business of sports, on any of the social media platforms. But we haven't officially started free agency yet, but over 100 guys have already agreed to terms. We need to talk about the relevant skill position players with the one and only Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan, number one ranked fantasy analyst in the galaxy over the last decade. We will post that again to social media. For those of you that don't believe us, it's true. Joe, I guess we'll start with quarterbacks. Uh, I believe we've already talked about Derek Carr. Mm -hmm. Um, Geno Smith, we kind of already know what the deal is with him in Seattle. So I think my thoughts are uh, Daniel Jones – Jimmy Garoppolo with the Raiders, Daniel Jones with the Giants, and we presume Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. I'm not going to presume anything about Aaron Rodgers right now. (laughs) Uh, I think he is going to the Jets. Um, We are recording this at 9 a.m. on the 15th. Uh, I believe he is scheduled to go on the Pat McAfee show at 1 p.m. today, and God knows what's going to happen there. I, I think the I think it's minus 500 that he's going to announce he's going to the Jets after they signed his and all of his buddies. But um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that next week right now. I think the big one to talk about from the quarterback perspective is Jimmy Garoppolo because he's changing teams. You know, Jimmy, we have Daniel Jones staying put, um, and, and we'll talk about Darren Waller uh, in a little bit. But Jimmy Garoppolo moving to the Raiders is – you know, I think on the surface, a lot of people are just like, all right, so you you moved on from Derek Carr to, to go to Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, I mean, people even notice if you didn't tell them. <laughs> like, like, like when you swap twins in like a, in like a grade school class to make sure um, to see if the teacher's paying attention. The thing about the Raiders getting Garoppolo, $34 million guaranteed, but it doesn't preclude them from drafting a quarterback if they don't want to, if they want to, if they have that uh, option. Um, the Raiders' offense was not really all that bad last year. Las Vegas scored a touchdown or a field goal on 42.4% of their possessions. That was fifth best in the NFL. And ahead of, like, the Bengals, the 49ers, and the Cowboys. So... Derek Carr actually quarterbacked a pretty efficient offense last year. Um, But the defense also required them to score a ton. Um, But 
what's going to happen here with Jimmy Garoppolo is I think what Josh McDaniels wants is he wants a dependable starter who's not going to turn the ball over, a dependable starter who's going to make the throws who are, that are there and maybe not even um, attempt some bad throws. Um, his 103 quarterback rating was third best among quarterbacks last year with 300 or more dropbacks. But he also had, according to Fantasy Points data, the 24th uh, best wow throw rate, meaning an, oh man, that was a big time throw. No, he he did not do that very often. Big plays, not a huge part of what Jimmy Garoppolo does, but he also doesn't, he takes care of the ball. From a fantasy perspective, Debo Samuel, significantly better over the last two years when Jimmy Garoppolo is under center 17.8 fantasy points per game with Garoppolo 12.8 without Brandon Ayuk slightly better splits um so in theory this is a good move for Devontae Adams who had a big year last year anyway and it's a good move for Jacoby Myers who is now a new Raiders wide receiver hard to hard to know what this means for Hunter Renfro because they also just got rid of one of their big three targets in Darren Waller trading him to the Giants um, but all in all, I think this is a move that should keep the Raiders uh, in the top half of the league offensively with Josh Jacobs, obviously, back in back in the saddle as a franchise player. I love that stat about uh, the Raiders offense last year. I didn't realize that at all. Um, it's interesting. Josh Jacobs not real happy about the Darren Waller trade, Joe. No, I mean, I think these things happen all the time, but when it comes to the Darren Waller trade, I actually think this was a deal that made sense from both parties. You know, the Raiders got a third-round pick um, for Darren Waller, who's going to be 31, um, is expensive. At least this year he's expensive. I mean, I, I think it was a move that I liked from the Giants' perspective. I think it's a move that made sense from the Raiders' perspective. This is a really good draft class at the tight end position the Raiders you know Darren Waller's missed what 15 games 14 games over the last two seasons his hamstrings have been a problem um and and I I I understand why they move on but from the Giants perspective you know it's kind of a creative move for Joe Shane because as we well know the Giants need wide receivers badly and this was not a good wide receiver free agent class you know I think Alan Lazard probably got a little bit more money than people were thinking. We'll likely talk about the New York Jets next week. Jacoby Myers, I thought, was a good deal for the Raiders, three for 33. But he's a certain kind of player. He's a possession receiver. He's a reliable chain mover. Darren Waller, last year, among tight ends with 150 or more routes run for fantasy points data, only Mark Andrews ran a higher percentage of his routes detached from the formation. So essentially, Darren Waller, he ran an inline tight end route on 11.4% of his routes. 90% of the time, Darren Waller was a big wide receiver. And the Giants are essentially looking here like, this free agent class at wide receiver, it's not good. It doesn't give us what we need. There's no alpha dog they're good receivers in this class, but there was no Jamar Chase. There's no, you know, like Devontae Smith, like the guy who you think could be a franchise-changing wide receiver. That guy does not exist, at least 
um, in the minds of most scouts in this class. So the Giants thought outside the box, okay, we're going to trade a third-round pick for a guy who essentially is going to be a big X receiver for us. He just happens to have tight end listed by his name. Um, Waller was 12th among tight ends in yards per route run last year. And here's the big one. He was first among tight ends in average depth of target at 13.6. So he was getting the ball down the field like you might expect a big-time X receiver to get the ball. Um, The caveat for Waller, and maybe this is because of the injuries the last couple years, in 2022, he was last among 44 qualifying tight ends in yards after the catch per reception. He was catching the ball, and he was going down. Now, maybe – Part of that is the fact that he was already getting the ball thrown to him down the field a whole lot, but the Giants essentially have acquired a big wide receiver to play tight end for them. Barring something surprising, I think almost everybody is going to anticipate Darren Waller, if healthy, the guy who's going to lead the Giants in targets this year, which will probably keep his ADP top five at the tight end position. It's interesting because that's the only tight end we're really going to talk about. Um, the tight end market has been slow. Dalton Schultz, Mike Gesicki, Evan Ingram was franchise tagged by the Jags. The guys that have moved, Josh Oliver and Chris Manhurts, they're blocking tight ends. I mean, they're not yeah. really on our radar for fantasy purposes. So let's get to the running backs. And again, Joe, I'd like to focus on the guys that switch teams. We have a pretty good feel for Saquon Barkley with the Giants and Josh Jacobs with the Raiders and Tony Pollard with the Cowboys. What about maybe the most surprising one so far, David Montgomery signing three years, $18 million deal with the Detroit Lions? Yeah, so I think a lot of folks were surprised by this because I think it was considered almost uh, almost a fait accompli that Jamal Williams was going to be back with the Lions because of his leadership ability, obviously led the NFL in rushing touchdowns last year. Um, And I think I, you know, maybe Jamal Williams is still back, um, but I would think he goes somewhere else where he has a better chance to play. There's a couple of things here about David Montgomery though. Number one, he can play on all three downs. He's a good receiver. He's a good pass protector. And, That's not good news for DeAndre Swift. Um, I think they have significant concerns about Swift's ability to stay healthy. But I think David Montgomery has serious breakout potential this year. Per Fantasy Points data, um, Montgomery was tied for the highest forced missed tackle rate among all running backs with 125 or more carries with Nick Chubb. And we always saw the, the big cliche about Nick Chubb is, oh, he's the best pure runner in the NFL. Well, I mean, it's a cliche for a reason because I think Nick Chubb is very much up there. David Montgomery forced just as many missed tackles as Nick Chubb. David Montgomery is very elusive. Moreover, David Montgomery just got a huge offensive line upgrade. They were third best, the Lions were, in running back yards before contact last year, while Chicago was 20th in the NFL. Two years ago, Detroit was 10th best, Chicago was 24th in the NFL. Now, running backs can play into that a little bit. You know, guys who dance a little bit more are going to be contacted more behind the line of scrimmage. But I think David Montgomery on this contract has massive breakout potential for the Detroit Lions, and I am going to be 
fascinated to see where his ADP falls vis-a-vis that um, of DeAndre Swift. Because if David Montgomery is cheaper, I think David Montgomery is going to be the better pick. The other running back move with a new team, I think, Joe, that we have to discuss this week is really interesting as well. Rashad Penny signed a one-year, $1.4 million deal with an Eagles. With the Eagles. Let me just tell you this, Joe. Mm-hmm. I will be taking Rashad Penny in a bunch of DraftKings best ball drafts because that guy's upside is sky high. And now here comes the big caveat for fantasy and from team management, like uh, fantasy draft management perspective. It seems like everybody on planet Earth yesterday when the Eagles made this signing was like, oh my God, what a fit. This is incredible. Like literally I've saw people saying Rashad Penny has a shot to lead the NFL in rushing behind the Eagles offensive line. And I mean, I guess in theory, but this is a guy who's missed 30 plus games the last three seasons. And and, and that's why Rashad Penny cost the Eagles just over a million bucks. Okay. So, but if everybody is like all of a sudden, oh my God, Rashad Penny, I have to have Rashad Penny. I got to have Rashad Penny. And then he starts going in the fourth, fifth round. Then it becomes a little bit harder for me to sign off on that pick. But the reason people love this, this move is because it does make sense. Rashad Penny last year, all this from Fantasy Points data, 10.5% explosive run rate, which was second in the NFL among running backs with 50 or more carries. There is, there is now two stats that I love. Number one, he's going to play with the best offensive line in the league. Now, we still don't know who's playing right guard for the Eagles. I guess Isaac Sayamalo could be back. I think the assumption is last year's second-round pick, Cam Jurgens is going to play there as Jason Kelsey returns. But on runs with no backfield contact, meaning Penny was able to get a runway before a defender was able to get to him, he averaged 9.5 yards per carry when he was not contacted in the backfield, second best in the NFL. When he was contacted, 4.37 yards per carry. That is first in the NFL. All of Rashad Penny's metrics suggest he is a player who has the chance to explode in Philadelphia. He's got to stay on the field. And that's why he costs the Eagles barely over a million dollars. I think according to Jimmy Kemsky, he doesn't even count against the comp pick formula. That's how inexpensive this signing was and I think Howie Roseman looks at it like this I don't think Howie Roseman and really I don't know if I think anybody in the NFL would flat out tell you running backs don't matter but I think Howie Roseman is looking at this like if Rashad Penny misses time we'll be okay we still have Kenny Gainwell. We re-signed Boston Scott. I think they'll probably draft a guy. I guess Trey Sermon's still there as well. So if Rashad Penny misses time, we'll be okay. We know that we can have a functional, if not great, run game because we have Jalen Hurts, and we've got this great offensive line, and we've got these backs who've, who've played a lot in the last couple of years. But on the flip side, 
if Rashad Penny is playing, this has a chance to be special. And I think that's why Howie Roseman is looking at this like, all right, are we going to go out and are we going to re-sign Miles Sanders to three years or whatever? Are we going to sign David Montgomery to three years? Or are we going to sign somebody who, if he's healthy, he legitimately could move the needle? And that if he's healthy is the massive caveat with Rashad Penny. We understand that. For fantasy, it all depends on how expensive he is for me. If he's going to go in the seventh and eighth round where Miles Sanders was going last year, I'm going to have a million shares of Rashad Penny. But it really seems like the fantasy community was overly excited about this move. And I wonder what that does to his ADP. Because knowing Rashad Penny's injury history, I think the fourth round is probably going to end up being too expensive. And I'm, I, I don't think he's going to go that high. But based on how people feel about this Eagles offense, and Rashad Penny is kind of a fantasy darling because everybody loves that untapped potential, and we've seen the flashes from him, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a little bit more expensive than you might expect. Last one on the running backs, Joe. Is, is Samaj P. Ryan on the fantasy radar with the oh, Broncos sure. in any way for you? Oh, for sure. And, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Javante Williams might well be somebody who is in a J.K. Dobbins situation next year, recovering from a multi-ligament tear. He might not be himself until the second half of the season, if ever. I mean, I'm not sure we could say um, J.K. Dobbins was himself at all this season, even though he had some big games. Um, Samaj P. Ryan outplayed Joe Mixon in some key areas last year. He averaged 2.79 yards after contact. That was better than Joe Mixon. He averaged 0.21 missed tackles forced per touch, which was 20th among backs with at least 100 touches. Joe Mixon was second to last at 0.09. But here's the caveat with Samaj P. Ryan. Among backs with 55 or more carries, he was, excuse me, among backs with 75 or more carries, he was dead last in explosive play rate at 1.1%. So the, the, old, uh, the old Leroy Horde. If you need uh, if you need two yards, I'll get you three. If you need four, I'll get you three. That's Samaj P. Ryan. But Samaj P. Ryan also contributes in the passing game. He's a good blocker. He can catch the ball. Samaj P. Ryan is somebody, if he is carrying a double-digit ADP in best ball drafts, I will be drafting a lot of Samaj P. Ryan. Two years, $7.5 million for a veteran running back who's on, I believe, his third contract. That's a pretty decent chunk of change for somebody. And I think the Broncos wanted somebody reliable in the event Javante Williams is not ready for the start of the season. While you're watching or thinking about your fantasy draft, make sure you're drinking some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends or even the NCAA tournament, which is going on right now. You want to take things to the next level? Drink those Labatt Blue Lights with friends, family. Live your life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly, of course, beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New York. Joe, we move on to the receivers. And the biggest one to sign so far, Jacoby Myers, three-year, $33 million deal with the Raiders. I got to be honest, it's a little bit of a head-scratcher for me. Yeah. Yeah, they have Devontae Adams. They have Renfro. It made a little bit more sense after they traded Waller. But they need guys on defense. Yeah. And to, to sign Jacoby Myers like this, that was that was a little bit surprising to me. I think this is one of those deals where you look at the value, three for 33, and you're like, oh, I thought Jacoby Myers was really going to get paid on this market. And you look at the contract, and you're like, that's good value. And then you look at the fit, and you're like, did they need to do that? Like, Really? But Jacoby Myers is a good football player. He was 19th in the NFL among wide receivers with 300 or more routes run in yards per route run. He was right behind Jamar Chase and DeAndre Hopkins in that metric. So Jacoby Myers was very effective last year. He had a higher yards per route run on the outside versus in the slot, despite running 69% of his routes in the slot. So he can play inside if the Raiders... Uh, believe Hunter Renfro is going to bounce back this year but here's the thing he gives you nothing after the catch he's a reliable chain mover but he averaged just 0.99 yards after the contact per reception which was 10th worst among wide receivers with at least 75 targets so Jacoby Myers after the catch not going to give you a whole lot but he's going to move the chains for you he can play outside a little bit better than you might think um I'm having a difficult time breaking down where he should be drafted for fantasy right now, because I'm still not sure what they're going to do with the tight end position um, with Darren Waller gone. I would presume they're going to draft one. It's a, it's a great wide receiver, a great tight end class. Um, but I think J- uh, Jimmy Garoppolo can distribute the ball. And I think Jacoby Myers is a totally fine mid round target at the wide receiver position. They did give him a decent contract. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Cause I mean, you think there's any chance they move on from Renfro? I think there's probably some chance he had fumble issues. He obviously had injury issues. Um, I think that chance is a little bit less now at, now that they uh, traded Darren Waller. I, I would think they'd want somebody um, uh, uh, who's reliable there. Uh, they don't have a particularly deep wide receiver group beyond those top three. It's a good top three, but beyond the top three, it's not particularly deep. I would think they want to keep him there for now, but you never know with Josh McDaniels. The other big wide receiver signing is Alan Lazard. You talked about earlier, four years, $44 million deal. We presume to link up again with Aaron Rodgers with the New York Jets. So uh, this is a hard one for me to break down because if Aaron Rodgers does not sign with the New York Jets, we don't know who's playing quarterback. I mean, who's out there? Uh, Gardner Minshew. Um, You know, maybe they make a play for Lamar Jackson uh, in in the event. Um, Aaron Rodgers doesn't sign there. But I think you look at Alan Lazard signing there, and depending on what you think of Elijah Moore, who flashed a lot as a rookie and then last year couldn't get out of the doghouse, you could say Alan Lazard just got $44 million to be the Jets' third best wide receiver. And then the Brian Windhorst, why would they do that? Well, it's obvious. Aaron Rodgers likes throwing him the football. Um if Aaron Rodgers doesn't sign there, good luck. If Aaron Rodgers does, 
I think Lazard is probably a solid wide receiver three for fantasy, although I would really hope Aaron Rodgers would take a liking to Garrett Wilson after what Garrett Wilson did last year. Um, I think this is obviously a conversation for another podcast because we're just speculating right now, but I think you and I both believe Aaron Rodgers is going to eventually sign with the Jets, Ross. Yeah, he's going to be traded to the Jets. Well, right, right, right. And there's, there's no question that that's going to happen. Um, I don't really know what the delay is, but I'm sure we'll find out after the fact in some way, shape, or form. Um, how about how about Bobby Trees, Robert Woods with the Texans? Not bad money, Joe. Two years, $15 million. Yeah, they actually gave him decent money. Now, I think uh, the Texans are probably going to move on uh, from – uh, Brandon Cooks, I think he's somebody who might be available in trade um, if a team's out there looking. Maybe the Giants are still looking for a wide receiver. Um, Robert Woods coming off the ACL last year and one of the worst passing offenses in the NFL. Averaged just 9.9 yards per reception. Um, this is a guy who, he's he's a he's a teenage round type of, of, of pick for me for fantasy. Uh, he's up there. He's up there. He's entering his age uh, 31 season. He turns 31 in April. He tore his ACL two years ago. He was never a guy who was like super incredibly explosive anyway. Um, he's a bench wide receiver for me for fantasy. Not that interested. Not really. No. Now, also, we need to know who's playing quarterback for them. Is it going to be somebody who I think like somebody like Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, who's probably a little bit more pro ready at this point in terms of delivering the football vis-a-vis somebody like Anthony Richardson or, um, or Will Levis. I think there's a lot of speculation now, Carolina trading up to number one. There's a lot of speculation that Carolina could um, end up uh, taking uh, Anthony Richardson. Oh, and by the way, that that, that there there goes DJ Moore. By the way, we didn't talk about DJ Moore being traded to the Chicago Bears. That's probably something we should touch on, right, Ross? Yes, go for it. So, um, first and foremost, I think this was a phenomenal deal for the Chicago Bears. Even if I'm not a thousand percent sold on. Justin Fields right now I think the Bears got great value and they come away with this not just with multiple first round picks he comes away with this with a number one receiver for Justin Fields which we needed um but the Bears called uh just 25.6 pass plays per game last season 10 fewer passes than the NFL average Moore's presence is going to help this offense but I'm not sure it's going to fundamentally change what the Bears do. Um, Moore, very good last year, despite awful quarterback play. He was 26th in yards per route run, all while seeing a catchable pass on just 66% of his targets. We're in an era, Ross, where we see some of the best wide receivers handle nearly 70% catch rate on their targets. DJ Moore saw a catchable ball on just 66%. That is atrocious. And just 78.5% of Justin Fields' pass attempts last season were catchable. That was 28th of 33 qualifying quarterbacks. So Justin Fields still needs to take a big step forward as a passer. This is at least something, plus some of the offensive line signings that the Bears um, have done in free agency will help take that offense a step forward. Last thing I want to ask you, Joe, and it combines a couple things. We don't get it often, but I love one of our listeners – takes advantage of one of our sponsors on the sponsor pay tab over at rostucker.com. 
and has a question for you. And it actually ties into the last thing I wanted to ask you, Joe. This comes from Kevin. He said, my dynasty team is strong, a contender. What do you think about offering Najee Harris and Kyle Pitts for the 1.01? I figure B. John Robinson is the closest thing to a slam dunk as you can get. Do you like the offer? Does it sound reasonable? While answering that question, Joe, you kind of need to address the fact that the Falcon traded for John U. Smith and what that means yeah. for Kyle Pitts. Now, I would think John U. Smith is going to be more uh, of a blocker there. Um, the Kyle Pitts uh, conundrum is John U. Smith scored just one touchdown the last two years, and you still have this fear that he's going to outscore Kyle Pitts in the touchdown department this year. Um, we don't know who the Falcons – quarterback is going to be um which is a big concern I, I i thought desmond ritter showed some decent things are they going to draft one could they be in the mix for lamar jackson eventually we'll see um they brought in taylor heineke who as we know can be a capable starting quarterback if need be this is a little too rich for me just a little too rich um maybe i'm still tantalized by kyle pitts's potential maybe i'm excited by how Najee Harris finished last season. I thought he was playing the best football of his NFL career thus far uh, towards the end of last season. I thought he ran hard. Um, But this is a little too rich for me. I think this kind of feels like you should get another pick back here. I understand the thought of it. But you're giving up two starters for somebody who we don't even know what team he plays for yet. That's a little rich for me. I understand why you might want to be aggressive here, but you're also selling Kyle Pitts at his lowest potential value. I don't know if I would do this deal. I understand the thought, though. Check him out on social media at FG underscore Dolan. He is excellent. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We, of course, at Ross Tucker Pod. Love those of you that check us out on YouTube. That continues to grow. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. There will be a lot more moves involving running backs, tight ends, and wide receivers that we will have to break down next week. And if you take advantage of any of our sponsors over on the sponsor page at RossTucker.com, email me, Ross at RossTucker.com with your fantasy question for Joe. I love that. That was a no, Kevin, if you didn't sense where Joe was coming from. It was Other a tough that, one for me. But yes. I- I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.